Hello, I'm Brie Benfell, actress, model, co-founder of Anjaya and mother to a baby girl, Theodora. And I'm Sharon Wong, founder and CEO of Mother's Work, author of Woomum and mother to three young adults. We are two mummies wanting to share the dirty truths about motherhood. Get informed by experts, listen to inspiring mamas, and giggle with us as we talk about the things no one else will. Welcome to the Making of Motherhood podcast. Hello and welcome to the Making of Motherhood podcast. Today's episode I'm so excited about because I have a very good friend of mine. We met in Singapore, but she is now based in Dubai. Sadly, she left and I miss her dearly. So here's a little intro on today's guest. Abir Sinder, also known as Callie O'Neill, the first black Saudi content creator and model, now also a mama to a little boy, Aiden, and a successful businesswoman. She is a powerhouse and inspiration to me. I love following her on Instagram, as does her one million followers. So welcome to the Making of Motherhood podcast, my dear friend, Callie. Hello. Hi, Callie. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on this podcast. And it's your first ever podcast. It is. I'm kind of nervous. I don't know how it's going to go. It's so exciting. Thank you for being with us for your first podcast. Yeah, we thank feel very honored. So Kelly, nice to meet you. I don't know much about your journey. <laughs> so maybe just for me and also for our listeners, if you could share a little bit more about yourself, because Brie knows everything and she hasn't shared anything with me. So we'd love to have you share with us a little bit about yourself before we dive deep into your whole pregnancy and motherhood journey. Okay, so I am, I don't know, I'm just a regular girl. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say about it. It's like I get nervous when someone tell me tell me about yourself. So I'm a content creator, YouTuber, been modeling for a while, got married like three years ago, moved to Singapore, then to Bali, and then to Abu Dhabi. Now I'm in Dubai, we've been traveling around. And I just had my first baby. He's six months old now. And oh, wow. life just changed. Drastically, right? <laughs> oh my God, yes. And yeah, you do a million things and you're also an actress. You forgot that part as well. I forgot that part. I am an actress as well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You do a lot of things and I can't believe that you're doing it all still, even with your six-month-old. So we're going to go to the beginning of your pregnancy and just talk about your pregnancy. How was it for you? My pregnancy wasn't planned. It was a surprise. Mm. And yeah, and it was an amazing surprise. Obviously, we were so happy. I would say that my whole pregnancy was very, very smooth. I didn't even know I was pregnant until oh, I just wow. didn't get my period for the longest time. <laughs> and what week did you find out? When, when was your first scan? I'm like very, um, what's the word? You know, when it comes every month at the same time, my period. Yes, you're pretty very regular. regular. Very regular, yes. And when it was late for like three weeks, I was like, hmm, what's happening? (laughs) And and that's how I found out. But other than that, so I was like almost a month, four weeks pregnant. Wow, yeah. And then so you had a scan over there. In Singapore, you get scans all the time. Every visit. Every visit. And you visit a lot. Now, is that how you do it over there? What happened was, so I was in Bali when I found out I was pregnant. And I couldn't believe it because it was, it was not planned. As I said, it was, it was just crazy thing. So I had like 17 scans. 
because <laughs> I was going, I was going to different doctors every time. You can't do a different scans at the same doctor right? because it's like not allowed. I'm like, leave us alone, go away. <laughs> I know. I was going to different hospitals like every two days to check that am I actually pregnant? <laughs> so <laughs> I just you went to every doctor in Bali saying every doctor in Bali. Double check. <laughs> That's very early, though. Could they have found out? Yeah. And, you know, from the first time we went, we, we heard the heartbeat. From oh the first. That's really quick, right? That's four weeks. Yeah, like four weeks. And, yeah, uh, I remember actually see it was five weeks when you hear the heartbeat. Oh, my God. This is like the craziest thing, isn't it? Well, sadly, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. What does <laughs> it feel like to hear the heartbeat? <laughs> Sharon has three kids. Oh, and they're wow. all grown up. So okay. I just celebrated my youngest 21st birthday. Oh my God. How does that feel? I already <laughs> get emotional when I see him. Get, he's already six months old. And I already get so emotional when he does anything new. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to be a grown up one day. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. Very fast. <laughs> yeah, it happens so fast. Like, I can't believe he's already six months. I know. Crazy. So let's just go back to your journey. You found out you went to crazy 17 doctors, <laughs> 17 <laughs> scans, and they all confirmed, yes, you are pregnant. Yeah. So your second trimester, when the bump started to show, how was that? Was Did you have lots of energy? I was very excited for it because I've been like all my life dreaming about getting being pregnant and my like putting pillows and looking up to see how I look with the, with the pregnant <laughs> belly. <laughs> So when I started showing, my baby started showing really early as well because he's a big boy. I don't know if you say, you know, <laughs> he started showing really early and I started like, I gained like 25 kilos in my pregnancy. So it was insane. Did you? Uh, you didn't oh, look yeah. at 25 kilos. That's looking back. That's looking back. Double I, your it was, yeah. I was, I weighed 85 kilos when I was pregnant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. My I husband is like, you are, you are fighting weight now. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you have anything in your pregnancy? I had lots of weird symptoms. Did you have anything or no? Everything was smooth sailing yeah, for you. The thing, nothing. My whole pregnancy was very, very smooth. I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. Every time I tell someone this, they're like, oh my God, you're so lucky. I had... Yeah. No crazy cravings, no weird symptoms. One thing that I remember is that I had ref reflux, or is it called? Reflux? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever yes. I laid down, it was like, and only in my month eight. Didn't you pee a lot? Like in your third trimester, did you pee like every single lot, night? But like also, but also that's just me anyway. Like, oh, you just pee a lot in general. I pee a lot anyway. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's amazing. And your first yeah, trimester yeah. didn't experience any sickness or nausea. Yeah, no morning sickness. No morning sickness. Didn't be. Didn't get sick. Not even once in my whole pregnancy. Every mum on this podcast is yeah, me yeah. like, "What a bitch!" <laughs> I just want to say, there's a name for people like you. They're gonna call you. <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Oh, her pregnancy was so lovely. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great. Um, and then, I, so I now we're gonna talk. Life. We're gonna talk about your the birth. Yeah, now, let's let's tell yeah, us something. About, do tell us something I, about the birth. It's too smooth. <laughs> too smooth. I know. Yeah, I had a whole plan for my birth. I really wanted to do a water birth. 
And I was looking at different hospitals and like watching videos and just romanticizing about it and really, really, really wanted it. But unfortunately, when I was 39 weeks, 39? Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Yeah, English. 39. Yeah, it would be 39. Yeah, it would be 39. Arabic, say, in Arabic, we'll say nine, nine, then three. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> You're right. 39 weeks. <laughs> They told me that it's going to be hard for me to do a natural birth, especially a water birth, because Aiden was a big boy. And they How were big telling was he? He was 4.9. What? Kilos. In 4.9 kilos? Whoa, whoa, yeah. That's, that's huge. That's a good healthy size right there. I think Theo <laughs> was 3.2. Yeah. I think when I was born, I was two five. But Liam's mom, my my mother in law, told me if your baby's gonna be anything like Liam, he's gonna be a really big boy. <laughs> she said, like she almost died giving birth to Liam. So, <laughs> wait, so four point nine kg. What That's is that in pounds? Times two point two. I think oh, it was uh, nine nine like a, nine ten pounds. Close yeah. to a ten pound baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. So, so basically what my doctor said, she said, if you decide to go for a natural birth, you're going to definitely tear. and It's going to be a big tear. Either that or you will just do a really easy C-section and you're going to be fine. I didn't really want to do a C-section. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> she said it's going to be like an easy C-section, but it wasn't. I'm a bit surprised that they only tell you at 39 weeks, right? Yeah. They would have known how heavy Aiden would be by, I don't know, 36. He didn't just Put on the weight the last yeah, month. But also, I think that's my fault as well because I didn't have one doctor. I've been going from doctor to doctor to doctor <laughs> until, until like Why? I was ready to give birth. Oh wait, so you <laughs> changed doctors every scan? Like you just would go to different like, doctors? I know, but it's because I was in Bali for the first part of my pregnancy, and then I came to Dubai, and I didn't really know who to go to. I wanted to find a doctor that I really like, and it was hard. I- by the time I, I was a doctor, I was already about to give birth. <laughs> I mean, that's always a difficult thing is finding the right doctor. And I feel like lots of yeah. people don't talk about it, but it's really mm-hmm. difficult to find the right person that you can trust to yes. deliver your baby. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's you also have to have that chemistry, right? So you can go and see a lot of them and you just don't feel right. Exactly. And that's yeah. why you keep changing. Yes, that's that's so pretty. I think at some stage you would have been like, okay, it doesn't matter. I just have to pick one in case the baby comes early. That's what my husband was saying. He's like, just stick with one. I'm like, no, I don't like her. I don't like him. I wanted someone that I really liked. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, my plan was a water birth. And in a water birth, it's going to be like a long, I was thinking it's going to be like a long birth. And I need someone that I really like and want to be with me in the room, you know? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So then you did find your doctor. And they recommended a C-section. Yes. Was it hard for you to say yes? Because, you know, your whole 39 weeks, you were thinking, easy pregnancy, I'm going to have yeah, this water yeah. birth. Yeah, back to the buzzing exactly. birth, thought it was going to be an easy birth. And I was watching all these videos of easy water births. And I was like, yes, excited for it. But I was very disappointed. I was upset for a while. But then I just told myself that this is the way it was supposed to be. And it's going to be so, fine yeah. The whole talking about the C-section, how was that? Okay, when you so, got checked in, tell us. So I didn't have a lot of time to think about it because when she told me, we planned the birth like two days after. It was just two days after 
she said we should do a C-section. I was expecting it to be really difficult. So my mother had me and all my brothers via C-section, my brother and sister. And she was saying that it's going to be easy. Don't worry about it. Just like go for it. I had all of you with <laughs> C-section. I'm fine. I was just going in and I had another friend who had an experience with a C-section and she was saying me, oh my God, it hurts so much. You're not going to be able to lift your baby. You're not going to be able to do anything. So I had two different points of views. <laughs> and yeah. It's different for everyone. My experience is not the same as my mom and it's not the same as my friend. It's kind of in the middle. So was it when you had it, was the process at the hospital the hardest bit or was it the healing process afterwards? A little bit of both, I would say. So in my C-section, they're supposed to only, what's the word? I think they just numb you. Halfway, right? Numb you halfway. But I could still feel the doctor touching me and I could still feel everything. So they said, okay, maybe you need to go completely under. They did that, but I kept waking up. I kept waking up. I didn't feel anything, but I kept waking up and it was scary kind of for me and for my husband and the doctor was like, why is she waking up? (laughs) So you can hear everything and you can hear and see everything. I I couldn't feel anything, but I could see. I think I liked that I was waking up because I saw bits of my birth. So I woke up and I heard my baby crying for the first time. And then I went back, like I went back under and then I woke up again and I was telling my husband that I want to see him. Can you please show me him? But then when he brought him to me to see him, I didn't see him. I slept again. Like I went under again. <laughs> and then I woke up again. I was like, can I see my baby? And he was like, he showed me my baby. So I suppose oh, that's oh. just the medicine they were trying to put you under, but you're, you're fighting it because you're like, I, I want to see my baby. Yes, exactly. I think that's what was happening. I was trying to wake up to see him because that's what I was hoping to do to like be the first one to hold him but obviously I couldn't my husband did which is fine (laughs) after so they wheeled you off into another room and you probably stayed there for a couple days right three nights did your breast milk come in at the time of the hospital was it when you were at home oh my god breastfeeding for me it was at the beginning it was so so horrible now it's fine I still breastfeed my baby and now it's fine. But at the beginning, my boobs were like ginormous and nothing was coming out. Nothing was coming out. Size. <laughs> yeah, size. I was a triple D. I, oh my God, I was huge. And, you know, like I got swollen and it was painful. And, you know, Aiden, from the second they put him on me, he looked for my nipple. Like he knew <laughs> where to go. I'm not surprised by that. A hungry boy like his husband. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. From the first second, he was like looking for my baby, for my boob. But uh, nothing was coming out. And I was worried that I'm not feeding him enough. And I was thinking, okay, maybe I should give him formula. But uh, at the end, it came. Uh, Yeah, they told me to keep pumping. I was, I kept pumping and at the end it just came out. But it was so hard for me. Breastfeeding at the beginning, so painful. I cried a lot. <laughs> but Yeah, it's uh, emotional. And especially when you're healing from a C-section, then yes. your breast milk is slowly coming in and then it's yeah. painful. It took me a week. For C-section, the breast milk comes in later, right? Yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, wasn't ready to have the baby at that exact time. When did right? your milk start coming in? A week after, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So what were they feeding the baby for a week? The doctor gave me like some sort of formula that's just like mom's milk. 
And that's what he took for a week. But then I kept pumping it and eventually <laughs> it came. No, that's amazing. You persevered and you're like, I'm doing this. So did you have mastitis and just really sore, cracked nipples when you were breastfeeding at the start? Oh, um, yes. All the time, really sore nipples, bleeding sometimes. I had to put the nipple cream every time, like before he feeds, after he feeds. It was really bad. At some point, I was telling my husband, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm just going to have to just give him formula, which is fine for moms who decide to do that. But I really wanted to breastfeed him. It was too difficult. But we went through it and now we're okay. And now your nipples are totally fine and it just feels right, doesn't it? You get to that point, but it is a struggle. Definitely. It wasn't easy. The thing about this whole pregnancy and having a baby was breastfeeding. I was just going to say, I don't remember if your nipples are easier the second time round. Oh, no, really? (laughs) It gets seasoned. No, because the first time, if you remember, right, the first time your nipples are pink and it's like baby skin and, you know, you breastfeed for nine months or 12 months, then it gets seasoned like leather. (laughs) (laughs) By the time you have your second baby, it's no longer that thin, fresh, pink. I was trying to remember because when you two talk about all these things, it's kind of like I'm living in this zone again. Yeah. I want to say yes. I don't remember. Maybe other moms will contradict me when, you know, second time around. I think the nipples get seasoned. So even after six months, it's already seasoned now, right, for you. How long did it take you, Brie, for you to feel like, oh yeah, Thea can just get on the nipple and you don't have to worry about anything? Probably a month. It just was really bad at the start for like two, three weeks. And then I think after that, it was fine, but it was excruciating to the point where I would just, every time, and I'd count until the pain would go away. But that only lasted like two, three weeks, and then I was okay. Then my nipples were seasoned. Seasoned. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But you used a lot of nipple cream as well. I used it all. I don't know if you agree with this now, but in motherhood, no matter where you are and what stage, you're so in that moment. And now you think of nipple cream and that was so long ago. And I think that's throughout everything, even now when Thea's 16 months, there's always something that you need or you're desperate for at that moment. And then you forget about it and then you're on to the next. So where are you in your motherhood journey now at six months? Well, now I guess I'm just hoping he one day sleeps through the night. Is that ever going to happen? Yes. Bree has a great story on this one. Listen, so where does Aiden sleep now? Does Aiden sleep with you? He sleeps with me, yes. I was the same. I slept with Thea for 11 months. And at 11 months is when she did not want my boob anymore. And she's just like, what is that? Get that away from me. (laughs) So nothing was soothing her back to sleep. Because right, we're tired. The baby's in bed with us. If she cried, I would put her on the boob and she'd go back to sleep again and snuggle Mm -hmm. and it's super cute. However, Matt then at that point moved into the spare room and I was like, wow, this really isn't working anymore. (laughs) This needs to change. So people had spoken about sleep training and saying Mm -hmm. their babies sleep from seven to seven. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That's what Thea does now. So Thea sleeps from seven to seven. What did you do? This lady, I paid for her. So when Thea was six months, my friend told me about her and was like, reach out. She's amazing. So I messaged her. I paid her and I just ignored her. Brie was in denial. Like, no, I'm going to keep Thea with me for longer. 
yes and then yeah. every month it would get worse and worse and she would message me hey Bree, just <laughs> a reminder you did pay for my service would you like to use it I ignored her for five months and then what? I got to the point where Matt's not sleeping in the bed anymore I'm exhausted she's not being soothed by my breast anymore she's not sleeping well and then I contacted her I said I'm ready and we just did everything online and within mm. the first two nights, Thea has now been sleeping through the night for months. Wow. Yeah, I remember the first night, Brie was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Thea's sleeping. We have a life. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> I slept and we all felt amazing once doing it. And I don't want to just sit here and advertise sleep training, <laughs> but really I can give you her number and she can do everything online. Oh and you my can God, I think I need that. Because this is the perfect time, actually. Yeah, ever since I gave birth to him, he used to sleep with us, obviously, since birth. And I used to say, okay, six months is when I'm going to start letting him sleep on his own, like in his bed. But now that he's six months, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't sleep well. He keeps waking up every two hours, three hours and cries. I think it's really common. And I think that's what Thea was doing. And we always thought she was hungry. So we would yeah. always be like, Oh, she, it's because she's hungry. We would give her food. We would do all of this. And then the sleep trainer said, no. she's not hungry. She no, just, yeah, she just hungry. needs to be in the right environment. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a balance, right? So it's a balance. I know that moms would like to keep the babies with them for as long. You know, like you said, six months now, I really don't want him to go to his own room. But don't think with your heart. Think with your head. It, yeah. It's time to be practical. The baby needs sleep to grow Definitely. as well. So if baby's not sleeping through and you are tired, baby needs to be in a space where they sleep. So every time he's awake, you just spend all your time with him and just let him sleep when he sleeps. <laughs> I'll um, send you a number. Yes, you don't please. have to do anything with it, but only until you are ready. And I promise you'll be one of the mums that are like, my baby sleeps from 7 to 7. And yeah, she was never tired. Yeah, like, what am I going to do tonight? Because now I, I'm that annoying mum. I am the person that I hated before. <laughs> <laughs> For the first whole week, every night, Bree's like, they're sleeping. What am I doing? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. amazing. You really don't know what to do when they're sleeping. Have a life. You go out have a date with your husband. Yes. What even is that? A date with my husband? <laughs> so would you say that your biggest struggles with motherhood so far, it was the breastfeeding and then now sleep? Definitely. Is there anything else? For me, because, you know, I work long hours. I think I struggle a lot with guilt of not being around all the time. Oh my God, it's like, it's the worst thing. Even when I'm at home, I still can't really be with him because I'm working. That's the most upsetting thing about my journey now, because I'd rather just spend my whole day with him. <laughs> well, you're not alone. Yeah. I have the same yeah. struggles. As a content creator, we both are. And we're, yes. that means our work is so all over the place. Definitely. I mean, every day is a different day. And when you're at home, yeah, you're still having to do things online, on your laptop, on your phone, and not People be present. People you're at home, it's fine. Like, you are in the house, but you're not really spending time with your husband or with your baby. It's like you're working all the time. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. So in the mornings, I take Thea out for a lovely walk. And yeah. she gets to run around and we have a solid two, three hours together, just her and I. And then that's she has her nap. Amazing. And that's just our time that I really have to appreciate. And then 
have to then think, okay, I also have work to do, but we've had that beautiful morning together. Yes. And it's quality time, right? Don't forget, it's quality time that matters. If you have 24-7, you go crazy. Just remember it's that quality time, Brie. You had four hours and then you put her to sleep. It's like, that's so nice. You even make time to put her to sleep. But I still feel guilty in the afternoon when I have to get stuff done and I'm not available for her and then I just feel bad. So I think that's never going to go away. Yeah, it's really when he does something new and like his nanny sends me a picture. I'm like, oh my God, I wasn't there. She saw this and I didn't. <laughs> oh, it's really bad. Yeah, it hits yeah. the heart and you're it like, does. no, why not? <laughs> Is there a big community of mothers that gets together in Dubai? Right now, I'm very lucky that I moved into a really nice community with a lot of mothers with different backgrounds, which I love. This is one of the like values that I want to install in my baby love everyone and see everyone and have like different people around him so even now after I'm done with this podcast I have my neighbors coming over with their babies they're all mamas and I love it I love having different types of mothers around me to learn from it's nice yes it's very important are they the same age yeah like similar ages we're in the same age group which is amazing and all their babies are kind of like Aiden same age group as well yeah we learn from each You are fitting that stuff into your schedule. So how do you do that? Do you have a master schedule where all your things are, how do you deal with all the things you're doing? I have uh, calendars everywhere in the house. (laughs) Just telling me what I need to do because first of all, I forget. And second of all, I have to know that I have to do this and have to do that. And I always try to put time for my husband, time for me and time for the baby, which is difficult sometimes, but I try to at least like once a week or once every two weeks have some me time. And also I hired an assistant which saved nice. my life. Tell me about that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. saved my life having an assistant because she'll tell me, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Today you have this. Which for me, was really, really important. I just hired her like last month and I don't know how I did it without her. <laughs> do you have mum brain? I like to blame everything on mum brain that I forget lots of things, but it yeah. has gotten worse. I always say it's mum's brain and Liam says, no, it's just Callie's brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you tell him, no, it's absolutely true. It takes a while to get it back. It, it it does. I'm still hurt. working on it. Yeah, Actually, it, it was already not good and now it's horrible. Forget everything. That's why I need calendars everywhere in the house to remind me to do stuff. What surprised you most about motherhood? I think the feeling, feeling that I'm not important anymore. He's the most important thing. And that is crazy because before I used to always like put myself first. I'm the most important thing <laughs> to myself. Absolutely. Yes. But now, like I'm not important at all. He's the most important thing. Like I do everything for him. I always think about him. It's so weird. I've never had this feeling towards anybody before. And Isn't that you know, crazy? when I think about having other babies, am I actually going to feel the same love to another like, human being? What? <laughs> It's crazy. And it's surprising. I can relate to that. It is such a wonderful, wonderful thing that you just can't explain the love that you have. Oh my gosh, we're all going to (laughs) cry. It is so magical. Were you emotional? I mean, my emotions and hormones and everything were so all over the place when I gave birth. I was crying. I would look at Thea and just Uh, cry. Yes. And sometimes we still do it. Like Matthew and I shall do something and we'll just look at her and we're both crying. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done yeah. to us? I know, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, even like 
my husband doesn't show emotion like a lot. He likes to always look tough. Ever since we had Aiden, like it's crazy how much emotions he's showing now and he can't help it. We'll talk a little bit about your husband. So your husband, yeah. Liam, how has he been doing and how is he being a father transitioning to that? Has it been wonderful for you? He's actually really surprising me being a really good father. He loves it. You know, I told you the whole being pregnant thing was a surprise. We weren't planning it. And Liam would always tell me, well, we need to wait like four years, three years, five years until we have a baby. I didn't really think he'd be happy that I got pregnant at the beginning, but he was so happy. And like seeing him with Aiden now, it just fills my heart. I don't know how to explain it. Seeing him, he loves him so much. Like he's the most important thing in his life. And it's just amazing amazing to watch, like to see someone change this much and care about something this much. It's insane. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Magical. I know it's really hard to describe. All right. (laughs) We are coming towards the end of the podcast and we have a couple more questions that we ask every single guest on the show. So we are going to ask you these questions now. Do you want to start, Sharon? Sure. This is right down my alley. What is one baby product that you can't live without? Now that Aiden is six months, what is something that you've been using and you like, this is the best thing ever. I know what Thea's is. What is it? It's the Baby Beyond Bouncer. Oh my God. I just remembered. You just said this. The thing I can't live without is his Mama Roo. It's not a bouncer, but it's like oh, oh, this is similar. Yeah, similar. Because What's Mama Roo? You know it's it? It's the same one. It's, oh, it's the it's same. Just, it, it just moves to Yeah. Yes, definitely can't live without it because my baby likes being held and he likes the movement. The rhythm, yeah. Her arms are almost about to fall off and I can't do it anymore. So I just put him there. I put him there and he loves it. And yeah, that's definitely something I can't live without. Now he's getting too big for it, so I need to upgrade. Yeah, what are you going to get? Baby Beyond. Well, he's big. He's a big boy. How long is he? I don't know. Well, I wish he was awake. I would show him to you, but he's really big. He's getting, I put him on the Mama Roo and his feet like already on the edge. <laughs> so, <laughs> going to be a well, maybe, boy. maybe the baby beyond would be an upgrade. Maybe really? that would be his chair. Yeah, for, your chair. For TV. Yeah, I am going to buy that. I need it. It's really good. Is there any okay. other products that you can't live without? No, I wouldn't really say no. What about for you? During your pregnancy, did you actually have anything that you really loved using? No, this was is what it? I was saying. Like, you know, my pregnancy wasn't, I didn't need it. Nothing changed. That was just me. Are you telling me that you didn't even have like a pregnancy pillow? You just slept on your bed with nothing? I had a normal pillow that I put under my belly when my belly was huge. Okay, okay. What about your skincare routine? Actually, that's something that would be interesting because when you're pregnant, I think your skin changes, right? So not just your stretch marks cream for your belly, but what about your own skincare? Oh, yeah. Did you get stretch marks on your belly? Yes. Or no? This is something I was also struggling with after having the baby. It's mostly like me because I changed. I gained a lot of weight, like I told you, and my body changed so much. I didn't have any stretch marks until I was nine months pregnant I got all of them in one day (laughs) it was no I have a lot of stretch marks now because at night at month nine I think he went through a growth spurt my belly was so much bigger and I still have like obviously a lot of stretch marks on my belly on my thighs and this is a struggle to kind of love your new body 
Yeah. Well, you should because you grew your miracle and stretch marks. I do. I definitely do. But some days will be beautiful. Of course, definitely. I I always think that. But some days, you know, are harder than other other days. But still, I agree. Well, I've definitely been there. I actually got more stretch marks on my thighs than I did my stomach, but I still got them on my yeah, stomach. Yeah, me too. And my thighs and my stomach everywhere. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we grew a human, okay? And that we is did. incredible. 100%. Okay. So the last question is, what values would you like to impart on your children, on Aiden and future babies? Yeah, you I have more babies. I would really love to have another baby. I'd love to have a girl at some point. So we'll try one more time. If it's another boy, we'll try one more time. And then if it's another boy as well, then pass. <laughs> three, three is perfect. <laughs> yeah. If the second baby is a girl, then I'm just going to stop there. Oh. <laughs> Please move back to Singapore. I know. I really wish I could. Maybe we will. You never know. Maybe, Maybe one day. I'll keep my fingers <laughs> crossed. But anyways, back to the final question. What values would you like to okay. impart on your children? I think something important, as I said before, I want him to grow around different types of people, different religions, different cultures, different everything. So when he grows up, he doesn't think that he's better than anyone or less than anyone. Or That's yes. really, really important. Obviously, I'm hoping that he grows up to be kind, to be nice, to all the good things. Yes. There was one more. Now I've forgotten which one it is. Um, Oh, for all other mothers, advice you would give to new mums out there listening to you right now. I always try and think about everyone's in their different season of motherhood. So some pregnant mummers will be listening right now. Some people just have given birth. Some people might have... A twenty-one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. anyway, no, I'm not sure of a twenty. I'm not sure of a mother, but a twenty-one-year-old would be Needs listening to this. No, I don't think so. Means, I'm still in the zone, right? I'm I'm celebrating empty nester syndrome. <laughs> okay, well, think about the new mummers, and you know okay. we're still stuck in that. What advice would you give to them? I would say that whatever struggles you're going through right now will pass. So try to enjoy it. Time goes really quickly. I know my baby's only six months old, but I already feel like he's growing so much in such a short time. I heard something yesterday on Instagram saying, what if the good old days are right now and we don't know about it? So just enjoy now that they're babies and that they're all of these things that are happening now because these are the good old days. So you're gonna right. later. I agree. Absolutely. I <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for coming oh, on the guys. Making of Motherhood nice. podcast. Your first ever <laughs> podcast. Did you enjoy I, it? I loved it. Thank you so much for having me. I had such an amazing time. Thank you for sharing. It's so wonderful. And maybe we can catch up on another episode when Aiden is a year and running all over the place and what you're <laughs> up to then. I, I love that. Would be nice. It would yeah, be nice to catch sure. with all our moms at different stages of the growth, at different milestones. Yeah, different milestones. Yeah. We definitely feel different every single day. <laughs> so we will get you back on. But thank you so much for giving us your precious time. Thank you. Bye, thank Kelly. You. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>